Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And we were just discussing some random thoughts that are going through our heads. What does everyone think of travel blogs? Thomas, there, you don't they, like to travel. I I don't like the travel. I like being different places. Yeah, me it's too. The, it's the car or plane ride that I can't stand. He does not like a road trip. No, I he's not a big road, road trip fan. Now, I like, like I said, like going to Flagstaff, I love being there. Going to the desert, I love it. I love the scenery. I love the view. I love everything about it. I can't stand being in a car for any length or of time. Plane. Oh, plane really bad. Uh, I would rather be in a car than a plane, and I'd rather walk than be in a car. I mean, my longest plane ride wasn't as long as y'all's plane ride ever. I mean, it's probably been like four or five hours, maybe. The longest one I've been in was about 10, 11 hours? Yeah. Give or take. Mm, yeah, however long it took uh, to yeah. get to Ireland. Good old yeah. Ireland. Yeah, from uh, Washington to Ireland, yeah. It was about no, 10 yeah. hours. We've been yeah. talking about just life in general and changes and all that kind of stuff. We've been having good conversations yeah. about it. yeah. But all right, you ready to get into this new episode? I am. All right. All right, today we're talking about Sharon Bald Eagle. Now, Sharon was 12 years old when she went missing. According to Charlie Project, she and a 15-year-old friend had run away from Eagle Butte, South Dakota, Mm. on September 18, 1984. Other sites like NamUs state the two girls were hitchhiking. So I don't know if they were really runaways or if they were just, for whatever reason, trying to get from a point A to point B. Yeah. but That's it, everybody hitchhiking in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. 80s, <laughs> 70s. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the two girls are picked up by truck driver Royal Russell Long in Casper, Wyoming. Now, Long took the pair of girls uh, to his home in Evansville, Wyoming, which is, I guess, a suburb of Casper, mm-hmm. uh, definitely in the metropolitan area of Casper, Wyoming. After feeding them, the 15-year-old said Long offered to pay the two $100 for sexual services. Mm. According to Charlie Project, when they refused, Long tied the girls up at gunpoint, beating Sharon, again the 12-year-old, and raping the 15-year-old. Now, she later managed to escape and go for help. According to a 1985 article in The Oklahoman by Ray Robinson, she was at a neighbor's house and heard Long's truck drive away. Oh, man. So, uh, and that just makes me so sad, too, because, like, she escaped, but Sharon didn't, you know? Uh, no, no. And I, I assume maybe she couldn't get Sharon untied, yeah. or maybe they were afraid, you know, someone needs to go to help for help and yeah. come back and, and get Sharon out of this. It's better than, you know, just staying there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To have both of them. When police arrived, Long and Sharon were gone. Ray Russell Long was found a week later in Albuquerque, New Mexico, without Sharon. Mm. Now, according to Long, the girls had told him they were 18 and 19. Uh, again, according to Long, the 15-year-old had agreed to have sex with him for $100, but afterwards threatened to accuse him of rape if he didn't pay her $200. I want a tr- scumbag, stupid, uh, idiot loser. Oh, it gets worse. worse. Okay, he went on to say at that point, the girls told him they were 12 and 15. He tied both girls up and took a nap. This, again, is long story. Yeah. Sounds a lot different than hers. When he Yeah, it does. When he woke up, the 15-year-old had escaped, and he drove Sharon to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and put her on a truck going to Dallas, Texas. This is... Uh, how convenient, too, that like, oh, yeah, well, I don't have Sharon anymore, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And when he arrived back in Evansville, that's when he found out he was wanted for kidnapping and rape. And he says he drove to Amarillo, Texas. Why Amarillo, I don't know. I assume he thought the driver was going there. 
but previously he had said the driver was going to Dallas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that, yeah, that was a discrepancy. Yeah, don't know why the difference, but he drove to Amarillo, Texas, trying to find Sharon. Okay, now Long uh, Russell uh, Roy Russell Long wasn't charged with Sharon's murder, but he did plead guilty to two counts of kidnapping. He was sentenced to two life terms in prison. Oh, wow. At, yeah, and at the time he was charged, Sharon's father, uh, Taylor Bald Eagle, believed she was still alive. And I don't know if that had something to do with not charging him with the murder. Yeah. I'm really yeah. not sure. Well, and they hadn't found her, too. So, you know, I know with these no-body cases and stuff like that, like, they probably don't want to, if, if her body was ever found, you know, if she was dead, they probably don't want to take it to court until she is found, because that way they have definitive proof, you know. Oh, yeah, I imagine, and like you say, back in the mid-'80s, Without a body, it would probably would be very difficult. Yes, one hundred percent. They because I've seen how difficult it is for them to prosecute, you know, no body cases and everything. Yeah. Well, her father uh, searched for Sharon across the country. He uh, actually went to visit Long in prison, but Long refused to speak to him. Mm. And uh, Russell uh, Roy Russell Long died in prison in nineteen ninety three. Um, so I, I don't know, and I. I I just don't know what to say about this because, you know, two life terms in prison for kidnapping, for kidnapping. Yeah. And I don't see anything in here about uh, if he was charged for the rape of the friend, the 15 year old. Yeah. So I thought that was odd. I don't know if if that was the the maximum term they could give for kidnapping. And they decided, you know, we we can't prove the guy murdered someone. So let's give him the maximum Mm -hmm. for two counts of, of kidnapping. Not really sure, but that would be kind of my assumption. No, I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Two, um, two life terms. That's for kidding. a long, yeah, that's a long, long time, time. Which I'm glad he got it. Like, thank God. Oh, no kidding. But um, the thing I guess is so weird. You know, he he has this whole convoluted story about oh, you know, I thought they were 18 and 19. I'm so sorry. A 12 and 15 year old do not look 18 and 19. No, especially in the so 80s. No, 100. Like, I, I could get mistaking a 15 year old nowadays for 17 or something yeah because of makeup and all that just, stuff just how everything is these days but ain't no way a 12 year old can pass for an 18 year old no and like he's like well I, w- I, I was gonna go to jail for you know rape and kidnapping yes because you rape and kidnap these girls like that's yeah. exactly yeah. what you did yeah that's sketchy yeah. well it's ske- listen i hope uh i wish he would I wish I could burn at the stake. Is what I'm. Is what I'm trying to say. More than just two life terms, right? Yeah, more than just two life terms. More definitive. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. that he didn't even serve because what he you said he did he die in 1993? Yeah, which means he died how many years later? Like nine years later. Yeah, (sighs) not even a long long time. At least like the last little bit, you know, was uh, was not on the streets or anything. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Continuing on from justice for Native women, there are two unconfirmed sightings of Sharon. In the late 80s, one in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, mm. and another in Westminster, Colorado. And the person reporting the sighting in Westminster said Sharon was sitting in a car with another woman and that Sharon seemed to be dazed or mm. in a daze. Like maybe like drugged, allegedly, or something possibly, like that. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Okay, so here's a little bit more about Long. And this may be why the two life terms, uh, Came into life play. sentences, yeah. Yeah, okay. And again, from Charlie Project. And most of my notes for this one come from Charlie Project. Uh, Long is considered a possible suspect in the 1974 disappearance of 19-year-old Carlene Brown Mm. and 14-year-old Deborah Meyer, as well as the murders of 10-year-old Jaylene Banker and 19-year-old Christine. Christine Christie Gross. Oh my gosh, we have like a little serial killer on our hands, potentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. The four girls disappeared from Rawlings, Wyoming, 
Uh, Deborah, Deborah disappeared while walking to a local theater. Carlene, Christy, and Jaylene disappeared from the Rawlings Fairgrounds. Carlene and Christy on July 4th and Jaylene on August 23rd. And this is 1974. So and, and 10 years good, prior to like, Sharon's disappearance. That's an easy place to lose people too, like at a fair and everything, you know, like that, how busy it is and how many people are there. Like, shoot, that, that's a predator's haunting, hunting grounds, honestly. Yeah. And when you're thinking about a teenager, maybe not a 10-year-old, but certainly a 19-year-old, you know, or a 14-year-old, you would think, okay, that could be safe for them yeah. to be going to a fairgrounds. That's pretty normal. I was normal. that old going to fairgrounds. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, like we had like little fairs like that that we would go to sometimes. That there's, yeah, we you know, did, popped didn't up. We? Yeah, just all, all local in town. And I mean, it's it's scary to think that there's somebody out there that's potentially, you know, looking for people. Targeting like, children. Yeah, targeting children. Yeah. Well, Jaylene and Christy both died from blows to the head. They did find their bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlene and Bless Deborah them. are still missing. Now, Long lived in the Rawlings area in 1974 and worked at local fairs and carnivals. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was also reading reading he could have had something to do with the death of Carolyn Eaton, who had been known as Doe Valentine Sally until her remains were identified in February 2021. Oh, my God. That's like a new development here. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the date when they first found Valentine Sally, but I want to say it was 70s, 80s. It was at least, I think, 40 years prior to oh, when wow, she was identified. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah, she was found uh, somewhere along I-40, close to, Thomas mentioned Flagstaff a little while ago, a little while ago, somewhere in that area, mm. you know, in, uh, I guess that's northern Arizona. Yeah. Well, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, and especially because you just said that he worked fairgrounds and stuff like that. I feel like I've heard several stories about like that kind of thing, like people targeting people who and they and they're like happen to be carnies or work at the fair. You know, I'm just like that's so unfortunate. Y'all be careful. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, there was never any connection made with Valentine Sally or Carolyn Eaton as she's now known since she was identified. Yeah. And you know that was just a little over a year ago that she was identified. But so no connection, and of course he's dead now. Yep. Uh, according to the Hope Oklahoma article again by Ray Robinson in October 10th, 1995, Sharon's friend testified during the 1985 trial of Long in which prosecutors tried to draw parallels with the disappearance of Cinda Pallet and Carl, uh, Charlotte Kinsey. Sorry about oh that. Gosh, Charlotte Kinsey. All these names. Yes. The girls disappeared from the Oklahoma State Fair in 1981. You know, here we go. Kind of a coincidence, yeah, state fair thing. Exactly. Uh, Long was already serving two life sentences for the kidnapping of Sharon Bald Eagle when Pallet and Kinsey's Kinsey investigators uh, turned, you know, looking in his direction. Which they should. Good. I'm glad they did. Yeah, but uh, charges were dropped in the Pallet and Kinsey cases due to lack of evidence. Yeah, I mean, I guess they didn't have anything physical tying, and especially because you said this is 70s and 80s, they're not going to have DNA to help identify this case. It would be like, oh, I guess a fingerprint or like, you know, fibers, you know, hair maybe that was left behind, but they couldn't test the DNA or anything. So who knows? No. And you know, I'm about to wrap it up here and just give a little bit of information about Sharon and, and who to contact if you have any kind of information for her. But, you know, the optimist in me hopes she's still out there. Yeah. And I've been thinking about this because, you know, up at that point, I don't know that Long would have been on anyone's radar as having caused a murder or disappearance or whatever until the 15-year-old escaped. Oh, yeah, exactly. He put a, uh, She put a hitch in his plan. Yeah, because she could identify him. And so I'm just hoping 
that maybe he did do what he said he did with Sharon and take her somewhere, drop her off somewhere, and and someone took her. And you're talking about a 12-year-old. If, you know, someone could constantly be drumming into their head, this happened because you left home, because you got in the truck with a hitchhiker, you know, you were hitchhiking. It's your fault. You got in the truck with someone, and it's all your fault. Look what happened to your friend. I could see that really, you know, telling a 12-year-old that constantly that maybe that 12-year-old would feel like, I can't go back because... I'm ashamed. Well, not necessarily that. Everybody, nobody would want to see me because of what happened. But yeah, because it's like my, my fault. Was and, attacked and, you know, it's right. my fault. Yeah, I caused this it's to happen. Not. It's the freaking predator's fault. Exactly. But I could see, like I said, this is the optimist in me. Yeah. Thinking that maybe a 12-year-old could get that in their head. And as they grow up, you know, believe that, that... No one wants to see them because of what happened to her friend, or maybe she feels like you know everybody's searching for her, and she you know you know has upset everyone. Yes, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know how to word it other than she, I'm hoping that that's the case. And I could see that though, like you said, if she could identify him potentially, like maybe he just didn't want Sharon there, and like who I don't know who he would have given her to, you know, or like you know, oh, here's this truck. But um, I love that idea that, you know, maybe she's still out there somehow. Yeah, because yeah, like safe a, somewhere uh, living her life separate from all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah possibly, possibly. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you know, the friend got away. She could identify him and he could have said, oh, OK, if something happens, you know, if, if I kill her and they figure that out, if they find the body, then I'm I'm in it for murder. And right yes. now nobody knows I've and again, in alleged, quotations and, you know, yeah, allegedly alleged. killed someone. I mean, Obviously, whenever they uh, dropped this case for the uh, the ones in uh, the district's appearances in 1985, they didn't have enough evidence to convict him. So he's only been convicted for the two kidnappings. Yep. And no, even though people are strongly po- suggest that he had you know affiliations with other murders in the area. Yeah, law enforcement suspect or he's a person of interest in these cases, but nothing's been proved. And so again, it, without anybody any bodies, yeah. there was no way to tie him to something. Um, so maybe that's kind of what I'm hoping. Her mm-hmm. last I saw, I think it was um, maybe 2019. Her father was still alive. Oh, good. So maybe there's hope that he can have if, closure. Maybe yeah, that maybe she is out there and maybe she would come forward. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Uh, like I said, I'm just being optimistic and hoping and that that's that may be it. That someone just got into her head. You don't want to go back, basically. Yeah, and that's what you always want to be is optimistic because. Even with as dark a subject as we discussed, there's always that little bit of hope that something turns out good in the end. Yeah, like somebody could be when, found or something. When you give up hope, that means everything's lost. It's mm-hmm. it's always the bad outcome. With a little bit of hope, there's always that slim chance for the good outcome to yeah, come about. Yeah, and, and this is our segue to uh, provide y'all with our new podcast on um, just like <sighs> the goodness of the world. <laughs> uh, that's, our ne- that's our next podcast. Uh, I don't think they'll get any views. Oh, but I, I know. Think but so either. But if it's a positive message, I doubt it's getting views. Oh, I know. The positives of the world are constantly outweighed by the negatives. Unfortunately. But oh yeah. No, I'm. I completely agree with you, Rhonda. I'm hoping that's what happened. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully, and hopefully she will contact with someone, and yeah, and 
and be able to figure this out as opposed to never knowing what happened yeah, to and, her. and especially if you said, you know, potentially if this one of the stories is true, if she was a runaway, maybe if she got the chance to run away like she wanted to, maybe she did try to start a new life somewhere. Who knows? So um, I'm hoping, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. With the dark subject matter we kind of discuss sometimes, it's, it's good to have a little hope, ray of hope there. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So just to wrap this up, uh, Sharon Bald Eagle is Cheyenne River Sioux, Lakota, uh, with black hair and brown eyes. She was wearing a black and yellow top with a tiger stripe pattern, black shoes, and carrying a red bag when she disappeared. Uh, Charlie Project and Justice for Native Women have age progression pictures of Sharon at age 38. Oh, neat. And Sharon would now be 49. Mm -hmm. So anyone having any information should contact Fall River County Sheriff's Office in South Dakota, 1-605-745-4444. And again, all the show notes and sources uh, sources, and this phone number will be on our show notes. They'll be at the bottom, y'all. Y'all just scroll. All right. Thank y'all very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. See you next week. Next week.